Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast, Father-Son Edition, rolling with the quadruple champ, Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody Hank. Hit him with that theme music. Sick podcast. I don't even know what fucking episode we're on. Let me check that shit. I should have done. I meant to do that. I got high again, homies, right before. Actually, I just got hit with a, a, a live breaking confirmed news as as I was uh, doing the intro for this. I'm shook right now. If you can hear DMX, man, y'all know what's been going on with DMX. It's officially official. Unfortunately, the homie, 50 years old, uh, confirmed just right now, dead. Uh, DMX. Uh, this one hurts, homies. Y'all remember, if I would have, uh, I think maybe next week, you remember when, uh, the homie Prodigy passed away, uh, a couple years ago, I did the whole, uh, like a two-hour Prodigy special just bumping his tunes and, you know, commenting on them, and, because Prodigy Mob Deep, that, that shit was, uh, that shit was huge for me, and DMX was probably... Probably like second on that list of like MCs and shit that got me into rap music. I mean, dark. It's dark and hell is and hell is hot. It was like, like a, a fucking like mind altering. Like like it changed my whole world. No bullshit. That shit changed my whole world. I think that was in '98, some shit like that. I was like a, a sophomore or some shit in high school, aging myself myself here, but. Uh, Damn, I'm uh, I'm shook. I know he was uh, he was in a vegetative state, and they were doing tests on his brain, and uh, they weren't looking too hot. Uh, they said they couldn't get any activity as of yesterday. I've literally been checking like throughout the day for uh, since he's been in the hospital for the last several days. And damn, homies, I'm just uh, I'm shook on this one, man. This shit this shit hurts. You know, uh, fuck, man. I- I'll tell you about this time. Uh, about 2010, me and the homies, my brother, we all went to watch this. Uh, it was in like Fontana, California, at some like racing speedway or some shit. It was an Eminem concert. Actually, it was a Kiss concert, and the co-main event was uh, was Eminem, and it was at this like big ass festival. Like if you see the pictures after this shit, we were in a sea of like thousands of people. Like it was like uh, Woodstock. 
Woodstock level crowd, like massive fucking crowd. Before that, um, who 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 was on? Uh, they had Tool. I remember that that rock group Tool. Papa Roach always used to tour with Eminem back in the day. Uh, Big Boy. I saw Big Boy from Outkast um, perform. Not not Outkast, just Big Boy. Uh, Andre wasn't with them. This is you know they're still broken up. They've been broken up for a long time. But that that shit was dope. I almost passed out after the Big Boy uh, uh, part. Uh, there was a huge crowd at Forum when we first got there. There was nobody around the stage, so we were real close when uh, when Big Boy was up on the stage. By the time Big Boy finished his set, it was like 40 minutes or so. It was a massive crowd, and I was so dehydrated. It was, this shit was in the middle of the desert, like 100 and some odd degrees. We were smoking mad trees to the face, drinking brews, tailgating out in the, in, in the parking lot before we even went in there. Um, they were giving away free towels or water buckets. This is way before COVID, obviously. There were like water, huge water buckets that everybody was dunking their towels and shit in and, and putting it on their head. I almost passed out on my way through the crowd. Like I had to be carried out by the homies. Like I was in Vietnam and, and the Viet Cong were on our ass burning the forest down behind us and shit. The homie uh, Dunny was just like carrying me. My feet were dragging, you know, like an unconscious person. And they were like clearing the crowd out. People looking at me all like disgusted and pointing and laughing shit. That's all I remember. My vision was r- literally fading to black from the outside in. It was like tunneling into like pinpoints. It was fucking crazy. Uh, the, the homies got me out. They got me out alive, man. They got me out of the enemy zone, out of the enemy territory. Got me off to the side. Brought me bottles of water. As soon as I got water in me, I was back, homies. I was rolling. Uh, but it, it was, it, it was scary times. Um, up until then, I thought I thought I was done. I thought I was dying. But before the Eminem concert, I was like, I'm not even gonna make it to M. Ain't that a bitch? But anyway, so we watched M. This is like right right when uh, Relapse came out. So, uh, you know, I'm not afraid that shit was like popping and shit right then. But so this Eminem concert ends at like, I don't know, late, late night. And DMX was supposed to be performing after Eminem, but on a smaller stage. And we hear we hear him. We hear uh, DMX performing. We see the little spot. So we run over there. There's a huge crowd. DMX is wilding out. He's wilding out. He's finishing up a song. I can't even remember what it was. And then he starts into party up in here, up in here. And he fucking gets on the speakers, like, outside of the shit. And, like, security's grabbing him and pulling him down, telling him not to do that shit. And he's just wilding out. This homie climbs out, climbs out of the little tent shit and onto the roof. He's This motherfucker's on the roof, like, rapping and doing He finally finishes the song. They kick him out of his own motherfucking show. He got kicked out of his own motherfucking show while he was on the stage performing. He was so goddamn wild. They're like, yo, we got to kick. And he had only done like three songs. And you had to pay extra to see him. My brother paid extra to get a ticket to go inside the little, uh, you know, little barricade so you can get close to the stage and shit. We were just watching him from, from afar. So everybody got fucking ripped off who paid the extra dough to watch DMX because homie was spazzing out so hard that definitely on some shit he was wilding so i can honestly say that i seen like i seen eminem i seen uh eminem and dmx perform at the same time it would have been dope to see dmx go on the stage and do go to sleep bitch die motherfucker die that's one of the hardest songs like hip-hop history hardest song ever you want to fight the fact that nobody no ufc fighter has come out to that shit is mind-boggling to me that shit 
you fucking die, motherfucker, die. That's the shit that you need to come out to when you're fighting Khabib. You know what I mean? When you're fighting Nganu, you got to try to, like, you know, freak him out or some shit. So DMX gets kicked off of the stage. I actually could say I seen DMX perform live. I got, I got to see him perform Party Up in Here. And he got kicked out of his own shit. But that just shows you how fucking wild this dude was. Everybody knew, you know, the joke was always that, you know, he's a fucking crackhead, super skinny. Back in the day, this dude was, like, yoked on some prison yard workout shit, you know, calisthenic king shit. And then he just got, like, sickly, like, thin, and and, and he, you could tell, like, and there were rumors that he was, like, a crackhead and all this shit, you know, coke and all that shit. I, I don't know. He was definitely on the hard, hard shit. And, man, he just kind of disappeared. His music fell the fuck off, man. Uh, his first three albums, so let's see. Let me pull these up, man. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do some dedication shit to him next time. We're going we're gonna to do that shit right. Let's, let's, let's find, let's get on my, uh, we, you know, we're going to hit up the Thunderdome. We're going to listen to DMX all goddamn day. Um, let's see, let's, let, let's see. Yeah, okay. So, Dark is, Dark and Hell is Hot was the hardest shit. Hardest shit. Um. They say Flesh of My Flesh. They have that first. Flesh of My Flesh, I remember this. They came out, I think, 98 was both of these albums. Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. That shit was hard as fuck. And then there was X came out in 99, like 2000. Uh, that, I made a killing off of this shit. This was back in the day where you still had to plug your computer into the wall to get internet. You had to use your, your phone. So, like, if you were on the internet... You had to beat off real quick back in those days because if you're on the internet, you couldn't get phone calls. You didn't have cell phones, so you had to plug in your your your, your internet your your computer into the phone outlet. So you had to unplug your phone and then plug your computer into the fucking wall where the phone was. So if somebody called you while you were beating the fuck off to free ones, that was my shit. Freeones.com. Only the OGs know about that shit. <laughs> oh shit! I busted some nuts to that shit. Uh. Free ones, god damn, nostalgia. Uh, you know, somebody called you, they'd get the busy signal. And if you were playing video games and shit, like, uh, what, what was it? StarCraft, WarCraft and shit, Diablo back in the day on computer, on online playing with the homies, you couldn't get any fucking phone calls. And, and the homie that I knew, you know, geeky family, they were all like, uh, physicists, like, no, no shit, like, uh, nuclear physicists and they had like four computers in the house and they had they were the first to ever have like cable internet before anybody so you could download a fucking song in like an hour instead of 24 hours like it, it took all day but that's when LimeWire came out the homie showed me about LimeWire and I started downloading shit I started burning CDs but not only that CDs, albums used to leak back in the day, like in the early 2000s, late 90s, when the internet was starting to come up. They used to leak. You used to be able to find them on like LimeWire and, and Napster. Remember Napster? Like weeks before, like up to three weeks before. I got, I got Chronic 2001 before, uh, two weeks before. I got Marshall Mathers LP two weeks before. I got, um, and then there was X, which was like one of my biggest sellers. And I would burn these shits on CDs. The CDs, the blank CDs used to cost a, a bit back in the day. And it used to seriously take like, like at first when I first started doing it, it was like an hour a CD. And then the homie eventually started getting better CD writers. So we got down to like a half hour a CD. And I would literally burn just a bunch of different CDs. And I would go to school and I would slang these shits. 
along with caffeine pills. I would jack caffeine pills from where I was working, won't tell you where I was, and I would slang those, and we'd, we'd take those shits before we would work out. That was like, uh, <laughs> that was like pre-workout back then, was taking no-dos. Less I digress. So I made a fucking killing off of uh, And Then There Was X. I remember specifically people asking me for that shit. Like, more so than Marshall Mathers LP, more, show, more so than... Because uh, uh, that, that was like Eminem, like people... He was coming up, but people didn't really know, like, what he was going to be. And Chronic 2001, that, come, that came out a little later. I think that came out. But by the time that came out, it took a minute for that to really blow the fuck up and become the icon that it was. So right at the beginning, when it first dropped, not a whole lot of people were asking for it. Dark, it's dark in hell, or, or, uh, and then there was X, motherfuckers were coming up to me, they knew me, I was slanging that good shit, I was that Heisenberg, I was, I was the high school Heisenberg my senior year, homies, slanging fucking CDs, that, that, that blue magic, and homies were coming up, you got that DMX, you got that DMX, I got that shit almost, I think like three weeks, I think it was like a record, I said a record. Forgetting uh, uh, some shit three weeks before it was set to drop. And back then, you used to have to actually go and buy the CDs. You had to go buy the CDs. You had to wait until Tuesday, until that Tuesday for it to drop and go buy the fucking disc. You'd buy a, a whole album just to listen to one song. If two songs were dope, the whole album was considered dope, you know? But uh, people were coming up to me. You got that. And, and then there was X. You got that new DMX. You got that new DMX. I, I finally got it. I fucking... Put me through college, homies. I, 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 sold, I sold a whole CD spindle full of And Then There Was X. And that shit was probably his last, like, real hard shit. Like, those first three albums that he put out, fucking classics. Fucking classics. So, I remember this first track on here. Let me, this, is, this is just on my phone. I'm just saying, this one more road to cross. Remember this shit? You can barely hear this shit. This shit was so hard, man. When I started listening to this, when I was downloaded, man. Uh, so after that was the Great Depression, which was kind of depressing. Uh, it, that one was, you know, it had a couple little old, older sound, and there was a couple Trina Mo. <laughs> there was some, there was some okay shit, but that was basically the end of D, and that was that was like 2001. So I mean, it was a short run. It was a short run for DMX, but the music that he made in that time period was fucking iconic. I mean, the Rough Riders anthem was like revolutionary. That that fucking Rough Riders shit they did, the, even those two Rough Rider albums they did, the, the, you, let's throw those in the mix as DMX albums too, because those things were fucking fire. Uh, those things were fuck. Remember, Dragon was on that shit. Evie Eve, uh, dope ass shit on there. The Locks, that was when DMX and the Locks. Oh, Rough Riders with the motherfuckers. Remember they were beefing with Murder Inc. Man, um, but that's that's the most recent shit. Um, and then they just put out his his prayers. I think it was just DMX doing a bunch of prayer skits. Oh yeah, just it was just all the prayer skits uh, that they put out. I think that was recently. Uh, yeah, it was basically for uh, com commemoration of him. But man, he, we sit here today, man. Uh, the hip hop uh, flags are, are flying at half mass. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a sad day here at the at the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Um, I was coming on here, set to talk some shit, set to talk some fucking fights. Hit up Bautista, let him, let him, he, he's been, he's been fucking flying off the hinges. He wants to get into this bro politics shit. 
we'll save that for the end. We'll see if we get there. But um, this kind of just shook my world. I'm, I'm more so. This was like with Prodigy. The the one the thing about the Prodigy death back in the day is like I've kind of always had that in the back of my mind. Like I've always been suspecting that, expecting that because. He was sick. He had sickle cell anemia. So you knew at some point that shit was going to fuck him over, and it did. So it was kind of like, damn, I'm glad we, we had him for as long. But DMX, when you see him come on, especially when you've seen him lately when he did that uh, versus battle with, with uh, Snoop Dogg recently, he was just so out of shape, man, like that, that fat gut. like, And you can just tell, like, that, it just reminded me of like a junkie body type, you know, like... You can either be super skinny and shit, and then you can just be fat and unhealthy, you know, when you're just on a whole bunch of, like, coke and shit. And I just, like, man, it just he just kind of... You can see his, you know, his cadences, the way he talks, that, like, his, his, his brain, like, the chemistry was all fucked up over the years from drugs, man. You can tell he was, like, always looked paranoid, you know? He looked like uh, uh, Smokey in the chicken coop every time, he, you know, he's on uh, Breakfast Club, and he just looks like, he, you know, he's paranoid looking around, skittish and all that shit. He always had that feel to him, but it, it just seemed like worse in, in, in recent years. So I thought he was doing better, man. You know, he's all, he was well fed. He definitely wasn't, uh, you know, missing any meals or any, any shit like that. Um, but, you know, I thought he was going to make a comeback when he started doing that versus battles. You know, he really brought, people started talking about DMX. Everybody forgot about DMX. You know, they don't really rem- mention DMX. He hadn't put any anything out really since... I remember that Undisputed, that was a few years, that was like a 10 years ago almost, so maybe, there, there, there was some shit, you know, but he really hasn't put out any kind of music in relevance for almost 20 years, man, so uh, he had fell off, I thought he was making, I thought he was about to make a comeback, I thought he was going to put out a new album, I always listen to any fucking, any Onyx, any, any DMX, any, anything, you know, those old heads that are still put, putting out music, I'll listen to that shit, I, I don't give a fuck, and I was hoping, I was really hoping we would get that after that versus battle, but shit took a fucking turn, man, OD'd, 50 years old, man, that's not, that, Eminem's 50 years old, we about to be 50 years old, you know, that's, that's Dr. Dre age, that's Snoop age, that's, that's not, 50 years old is not, not old at all, that's like Joe Rogan age, look at, look at how fit that dude is, like, you you should still be having another solid 40 years left in you, maybe, 30 years, but damn, R.I.P. to the homie, DMX, I had to save this shit real quick, realize I hadn't saved this shit, look, so, there's D, man, we'll move on, we'll press on, um, our day, uh, that day comes, uh, comes to all of us. Um, and some brighter news, Oscar De La Hoya. You ready? For- Homies, when's the last time you heard that name on the podcast? Oscar De La Hoya is in the news again. This motherfucker's coming out of retirement. I thought he was yip-yapping. I thought he was gum-bumping. But this motherfucker is actually coming out of retirement. He's throwing it all away. He's throwing away all the uh, uh, Fredericks of Hollywood sponsorships. Uh, the 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 CEO position. They were just about to release the, the their their summer collection, their 2021 summer collection. I guess he you know Delahoya cashed in all his his frequent buyers uh, member club rewards points. He cashed it all in. Went to the safe. They went to the safety box, the safety deposit box in the back. Put in the keys, turned the knob, gave him all his his reward points. And he's stepping his little, he's swirling his little pinky toe back into the waters of fighting. I slid into his DMs, homie. Yes, yes. 
first DMs I've ever slid into were Oscar De La Hoya's. I sent this month. No, I lied. This is the second. Now I'm thinking about it. I remember. Remember, I uh, I, I did it on the cast when I slid up in the uh, Floyd Mayweather's DMs, and, and I put the I gave him the official Thunderdome invite kickboxing rules. I put it out there. I did it again. I slid up into Oscar De La Hoya's DMs, hands, feets. Feet's allowed, no feet's allowed, hands only, however you want it. I gave Oscar De La Hoya the official Thunderdome invite for his debut, his re-debut debut, his, his return to combat sports. It makes sense, homies. I'm the level of competition he should be scrapping. He ain't going to fight nobody worth a damn anyways, so it might as well be me. So it might as well be me. We can do it. This would be some old school, like, uh, uh, you remember that movie with uh, Van Damme? What was that one called? Uh, Lionheart, where they're, like, fighting in all these random places. They fought in, like, an emptied-out pool and shit. That would be like this shit. We could just fight in the Thunderdome. I got my fucking bike rack and shit hanging out in the, in the background and all that shit. We can just get down. We don't, I don't need kickboxing. You, give me, you, give me, you just give me leg kicks. It's a wrap. Inside a minute. I give you that. If it's just hands, if it's just boxing, I'm sure he's still got some. I, I'm sure he still got some shit. Uh, he probably even beat me. But I'll tell you this: I, I'm gonna get some in on him. I'm gonna get some heat rocks in on him. But this motherfucker—it was just a couple months ago. He was—he was eating ass and flipping omelets. Remember that shit? This motherfucker was on his uh, on his Top Chef auditions. Uh, getting his ass ate. <laughs> what was this guy doing? He was like getting fucked with spatulas or some shit. He was getting like, what? I forget. He was putting out. Two girls had come over to his pad. He was dressed in lingerie. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. That was his thing. And, and they were they were shoving shit up his ass. They had the koala. They had the koala station <laughs> installed in the kitchen. They had this. <laughs> I can see this motherfucker on the on the Food Network with Rachel Ray and shit doing his own cooking show in, in fishnets and high heels and shit. This motherfucker's coming back to fighting. Oscar De La Hoya, Mr. Fucking Cokehead. This is the this is the DMX of fucking boxing over here. This is the next dude uh, to be in a vegetative state. I'm just talking shit. I don't I don't mean that. This, them's his jokes. Uh, but this dude's coming back July third. Uh, Would have been dis- disrespectful to be the fourth. Uh, and, and and he's coming in. You know, he's he's cashing all his reward points, and, and he he's he's coming back. So I can't wait. I hope he gets Nate Robbins, Robinson. Maybe he fights Nate Robinson. Maybe that's who he goes. Maybe he fights one of these Jake Paul characters. Imagine that. He wants to fight one of those Paul dudes. I guarantee one of them knock his ass out. I guarantee it. Or that other dude, that KSI guy. Remember he fought one of the Jake Paul brothers and beat him, but he didn't really beat him. He, it was just a weird fight. You remember that shit? So one of them or me, I mean, that's about it. That's, that, those are the options. That's, those are the options that are rolling in. But I DM'd this guy, fucking sent him the fucking invite, told him, let's do this shit. I've been talking. I told him. I, I, even, I even sold myself out. I said, I've been talking shit for years on wax, wiggity wax for about, what are we in, four years now. I've been shitting on Oscar De La Hoya on this motherfucking podcast. He used to make weekly appearances. We had a field day with this motherfucker. He's coming back. All I could hope is that he gets knocked the fuck out. That shit would be a, a, a fucking whiskey sick podcast gold. Um, but let's get into this fight shit. Let, 
moving right along, let's get into this fight shit. So the last fight we had, um, man, Francis fucking Ngannou, this motherfucker. Listen, I mean, that was it. It was a toss-up. It was, could, could Stipe get out of the first round or could he not? And Ngannou came out, you know, as the, you know, he came out as the hypothetical version of everybody, you know, like, like everyone has wondered about. Like, what if Francis Ngannou came out and actually was, like, technical and didn't come out just swinging, like, you know, a street fight? Like, he actually came, sat there, sat behind his punches, had, had a method to his means, um, and, and, and took his time. What would this dude look like? And we just saw it. This dude came out. He didn't rush Stipe Miocic and run into a takedown or throw some wild sloppy punches and try to get lucky and win the fight in the opening seconds. He took his fucking time. It was almost like he wanted to get some work in. It was almost like he wanted to showcase himself. But early on, first of all, Stipe didn't do anything. He completely shit the bed. He didn't throw anything. He threw one strike at the end uh, when he was already rocked. He got hit so hard by Francis Ngannou, he thought he hit Francis. He thought he hurt Francis. That little fucking uh, flea bite on, 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 that he landed on, on Francis' chin right before he got knocked out. He, he fucking rushes in and gets knocked out. But before that, he wasn't throwing anything. He was terrified. He shot one takedown. And my God, Francis. We said, what if? Another hypothetical version of Ngannou was, what if he, he found takedown defense? This motherfucker came out with takedown defense. He shook this dude off. He shook Stipe off. Threw him to the side and basically took his back. He could have taken his back if he wanted to, but he took that that side control uh, seatbelt position against the cage and started landing bombs. I thought it was over right then and there. I mean, he shook he shook Stipe off like he was nothing, like it was me, and, and, and just turned the corner on him, got the seatbelt, and just started landing bombs. And I thought it was over then, but Stipe found his way to get back to his feet, and then from that point on, he just really didn't do anything. He was terrified to engage. Francis was hitting him with, with calf, calf kicks. Those leg kicks were nasty. They're not technically sound, but he throws them hard, man. One of those fucking things, I mean, if he fights John Jones, that's going to be a big, big fucking factor of those leg kicks. John Jones got fucking needle legs. I mean, this motherfucker, he's on, on mosquito legs. This motherfucker, John Jones, got mosquito legs out there. He's going to get them shits fucking snapped in half. But... He came out, he, he was jabbing, putting combinations together. Still not the most technical, but a lot better. I mean, this dude looked a lot better. It's like, if you can't get Francis to the ground, then he's going to get technically he's gonna, he's gonna get technically better from here on out. I don't know who beats him. I'll tell you this. I think, I think the guy who has a better chance to beat him than John Jones is, is the guy who, just be, who already did beat him, with Derek, Derek, uh, Derek Lewis. Now, that was the worst fight in the history of, of the heavyweight division. Um, and there was probably like four punches thrown. And it wasn't much of anything, you know, anybody could have won that fight. But, you know, this time if they fight again, which they might be, the next fight might be Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou. Uh, fuck, man. I, you might have to see the the old Francis Ngannou come out because I think that they're not going to let this be another boring fight. I mean, they were the butt, uh, the butt of every joke for a long time. And, you know... That's what happens when you have two guys that can KO each other and they both know it. You know, they don't want to take any chances. I don't think that happens this time. I think they go out swinging. One of them's going out in the first round. And it could be Francis Ngannou. You saw in the first Stipe fight, he was rocked in that first round. 
And he looked a little, I, I, I was being a little facetious, you know, the one punch that, you know, Stipe did land in this fight right before he rushed in and got knocked out. He did look like he kind of took a step back a little bit, but, I mean, whatever. Uh, he can be knocked out, is what I'm saying. Francis Ngannou can be knocked out, but uh, that was a huge... Uh, that was a huge fight. That was a huge win, man. That that shit was crazy. Uh, uh, it wasn't surprising at all. It was going to go one way or the other. But I was more surprised by Stipe and how passive he came out. He came out scared. He came out fighting real scared, real tentative. And that that's not how he fought him the first time. It's like he showed him, you show respect to a fighter like that by showing no fucking respect. And just getting in their face and fucking, you know, putting hands on him and, and, and getting right in his face and going straight for a takedown. That's how you show this dude respect. You don't, you don't hang out on the outside in no man's land and let this dude kick you in the leg and, and then shoot from, uh, you know, too far out. That's just, it, it just wasn't going to work, man. It, so, you know, uh, good fight. Um, we didn't have anything last week. So now we, we got fight. We got uh, Vittori versus Holland. Holland is back. Kevin Holland is back. After that pathetic performance just a couple weeks ago against uh, Derek Brunson, this motherfucker yip-yapped up a fucking Category 5 storm of the century. That's all this fucking guy did. Uh, we're going to see if his, you know, if his mouth has had time to recover uh, since three weeks ago in that fight. I mean, Kevin Holland literally just laid on his back, literally just got his diaper changed. Uh, hogging, hogging the koala station. Wouldn't let anybody use the koala station. He was just getting his fucking diaper changed for, for fucking 25 minutes. Ass eight by Derek Brunson just sitting there in the full triangle. My man is going crazy in the background, dude. Calm down, son. Get this back from me, homie. Get this back to you in a minute. Nigga, you fucking wilding right now. Wild. We're doing like jujitsu barrel rolls and shit. Uh, yesterday, he he he's learning how to do little front flips and shit. Yeah, he he's learning. He's coming along. Um. Where was I? So, yeah, Kevin Holland's back. Uh, it was supposed to be Vittori versus uh, Darren Till. But uh, Darren Till uh, broke his collarbone. So he's out. So now it's Marvin Vittori. Kevin Holland steps in. Listen, this is a great opportunity for him. He was talking. He already had one ass cheek out the division. He was talking about going to 170 after the Brunson fight. So he gets this, you know, on short notice. Makes sense. I mean, he's playing with, with, with uh, house money here. He's already talking about going to 170. And, you know, here he is fighting at middleweight again, and it's on short notice. And basically, if he, all he has to do is just come out and actually fight. Just actually throw hands and quit fucking around. I mean, all he did was talk the whole fucking time. This dude just yip yap, yip yap, yip yap. While he's getting his ass kicked. It doesn't work that way. You're supposed to talk while you're on top landing bombs. Not while you're getting your ass fucking kicked. Uh, he had no takedown defense. He, he was trying to, uh, you know, strike from way too far. He was trying to engage from way too far, covering way too much ground, exposing his hips, giving up takedowns easily, over-pursuing, reaching with his punches. I mean, it was, it was a terrible display by Kevin Holland. But even then, even then, every time he hit Brunson, he hurt Brunson. Brunson was like, oh, shit, and had to get out of there and get the takedowns and clinch up. So have, Holland has the long, sneaky hands. That could hurt anybody. He could definitely come out here and knock out Marvin Vittori, but Marvin Vittori is just a different breed uh, when it comes mental shit. Yeah, this dude don't break mentally. This dude comes out here and he wants to fucking hurt you. Uh, he can go. We just saw him fight uh, um, 
Hermanson just uh, a couple months ago. That was a great fight. Hermanson was game. Like, it looked like Hermanson was going to get smoked in the first round. Then it went five rounds, and it was back and forth. Uh, I remember the third round was, uh, was Hermanson uh, coming back. It looked like Vittori was about to fade, and then Vittori came back. Um, he can get the fight to the ground. He can do the exact same thing that Brunson did. He can stay on the feet, and he's a real technical striker. He's mo- mostly just boxing. Um, he does drop his right hand a lot. A lot, and that's going to be a big problem for him, especially when he throws his left hand. That right hand goes to like his waist, and he likes to pull. If you guys know what a pull, like a pull counter, like you lean back, you pull your head back when somebody strikes, and you come back with a, a shot. A lot of people just pull and come back to the center. M- Marvin Vittori has a tendency to do that, and that's a big problem because you just double jab and then pull, and then on the return, you hit him, or you pull, you faint, and he pulls, and then you hit him with something big with a one two or something like that. Um, you know, Kevin Hong can definitely hit him. So if I'm, I'm throwing ones, one twos, I'm doubling up my jab. I'm fainting my way into the pocket if I'm him and get try to get that, draw that that um, that pull out of Marvin Vittori because that's how that's his main way of trying to to uh, defend strikes is to pull back almost every single time. If you pull and don't come immediately back with a counter strike, you have to get your head off center, uh, center line before you bring it back to the center. You don't want to pull back and then come right back to the center. You want to pull head off center line, roll back to the center. One way or the other, to your left, to your right, however it is, you want to have a path to get back to your head on center line, not just go directly back to center line. Does that make sense? Like when you pull, you don't want to come right back to center. You're just going to get knocked out. You're going to get hit with some shit. Pull, then get your head off center line, and then roll back to the center. That's what you got to do. So Marvin Vittori, that's the technical shit, Marvin Vittori. If, I, if I'm Kevin Holland, I'm looking for lead left hooks behind my right hand. And I, I, I can't remember if he goes southpaw. If I'm if he goes southpaw, I'm throwing I'm throwing overhand lefts all all, all, all all goddamn day all goddamn day, because that lead shoulder he doesn't defend it at all at all. And Marvin Vittori's a southpaw, really crispy striking, pretty decent output. Th- this will be a good fight if Kevin Holland comes with the right mindset. This should be a good fight, but I think Vittori wins this fight. I think he can take uh, Holland down. Holland starts to get a little bit of steam. He's going to over-pursue again on his strikes. He's going to get taken down. We saw it against Darren Stewart when he fought Darren Stewart and ended up losing the third round, getting his ass beat at the end of the third round. So Holland has holes. I think at 170, this dude's a motherfucker. I think he's a motherfucker at 180, but some of these dudes are just too big and too strong for him, and they easily take him down. At 170, I've never seen him fight at 170. It looks like it's like a ton of weight for him to lose. He looked like he'll be a big 170. I think he'll be a problem for anybody. But I think Marvin Vittori is just going to be too physically strong for him. Uh, not to say that Kevin Holland can't knock him out. That could happen. I'd say 60-40. 60% Marvin Vittori, 40% Kevin Holland. Uh, Kevin Holland. That's, that's the percentage I would give it. Uh, I'm going Marvin Vittori decision. I don't know. It'll, it'll be hard to finish Kevin Holland. And Marvin Vittori only has like two finishes. He's 16-4, and 16-4-1, and one, and he's only finished two fights in his career, I think. Let me check that before I'm just spitting fucking propaganda over here some fucking gaslighting you motherfuckers no he has a bunch of finishes i'm fucking wild i mean i mean he he only has two ko's he has two ko's so he's not like that kind of finisher but he does have nine submissions so that's usually probably from dropping somebody uh but he only has i don't think he has any in the ufc he has one he has two finishes in the ufc um Sam, uh, no, Sodiq, Sodiq Yusuf versus Arnold Allen. This is the co-main event. And you're like, what? Dope little, dope little fight. This is a dope little fight. Trust me on this shit. Sodiq Yusuf is a uh, little stout, uh, little mini Francis Ngannou, little mini. Uh, if you've seen um, Patricio Pitbull in, in Bellator, seen him fight. It's kind of like uh, Sodiq Yusuf is kind of like his style, like that, that, that 
you know, stalking type of uh, Brazilian Muay Thai type of thing. I don't know what, what nationality Yusuf is. I think he's like, let's see. Mm. No, he fights out of US, UF, uh, out of uh, United States, but out of Maryland, but I don't know where he's from. Anyways, um, solid fighter, 11-1. and one. Uh, He's 4-0 and oh in the UFC. Arnold Allen, 16-1, and one, and he's 7-0 and oh in the UFC. Good wrestling. Southpaw, good scrappy hands, but he holds his hands really low. Uh, and he engages from low, but he's you know he's got some he's got a couple decent wins on him. I think he beat uh, who did he beat? He beat Nick Lentz. Nick Lentz is always tough. He beat Gilbert Melendez. That was the fight I was thinking. Was that his debut? No, it wasn't even close to his debut. Uh, he beat Gilbert Melendez, and Gilbert Melendez returned a couple years ago in 2019. Smoked him uh, uh, for three rounds. Uh, Marquan, um, so whatever. He's seven and zero. Pretty much all decisions. I think uh, two submissions. Uh, good, good, uh, good all-around shit. This is going to be a fucking scrap. This is a toss-up. Um, Sadiq Yusuf, the problem with him is he doesn't have a whole lot of output. He's not always the most uh, um, aggressive dude, but he's, his hands are quick, and he's got an overhand right like a motherfucker. Uh, Arnold Allen's got a nasty one, too. His left straight is nasty and can change the fight. Um, this will be back and forth. I'm going to go with Sadiq Yusuf. I'll go 51-49%. I think 51% chance that Sadiq Yusuf wins. 49% Arnold Allen wins it. Uh, probably going to go a decision. I don't know if anyone uh, if we'll get a def- uh, finish out of this one. I'll go Yusuf via decision. Uh, Sam Alvey, one of my favorites. He's fighting a homie who called out, uh, remember Miley Cyrus? He called out Miley Cyrus. And then Miley Cyrus responded to him, and he froze up. Ain't no such things as halfway crooks. You scared to death. You shook. Julian Marquez was shook. What up, Miley? A holler. Threw the ball back in, in, in Julian Marquez's court. He dribbled it off his motherfucking foot. Wasn't bout it, bout it. Homie froze. This shit was on, on remember this was a fight that was like on the day before um, Valentine's Day. And Julian Marquez in the post-fight with Joe Rogan was, was asking Miley Cyrus out and shit. And she responded and said, like, yeah, what you got? And, he, and this homie, homie started trying to play it too cute. And she's like, nah, fuck this dude. Straight up. Like, fuck, man. You had a chance, homie? You know, some of y'all are like, we want to smash Miley Cyrus? Well, you know, whatever. Could do worse. Um... I would think that Julian Marquez, after getting his ass kicked in his last fight, he did win it at the end. Um, he fought like dog shit up until the end. He pulled out a, a, a submission. I think it was a Darce choke or something uh, late in the fight and, and won a fight that he was about to lose. Um, but I think he's going to come out super aggressive and, and it's going to be a lot different than his last fight, which was just a couple weeks ago uh, in February. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Sam Alvey, though. Fuck it. If, if, if I was advising you, I'd say take Julian Marquez. But... Hey, I, I, Sam Alvey's a tough out for anybody. He's scrappy. He's got a nasty check right hook that he always catches people with in that left hand. He always hurts people. He's always competitive, and he's always in these fights. Da Eun Jun, who's fighting on this same card, uh, he fought him last, and that dude's a big uh, Japanese boxer that really good hands. He went toe-to-toe with him. I thought Alvey got ripped off in his last fight. I think he's like lost four in a row. He's got four in a row, and he had a draw in his last fight. So he's 0-4-1 in his last five fights. I don't give a fuck. This dude's got 20 fights in the UFC. He's an OG OG. I'm taking Sam Alvey on decision. Nina Nunes, formerly known as Nina Ansaroff, uh, the, the wife of uh, Amanda Nunes and mother to Nunes, uh, 
they did the uh, artificial insemination or something like that. They just had a kid. Uh, uh, Nina Nunez is, is she, she's a good fighter. People don't realize that. I, uh, she's a real solid fighter. Her stand her stand up reminds me of BJ Penn, she, but she uses kicks. Like she's got really nice kicks, especially rear leg. She throws it, you know, a lot of question mark kicks. Like um, she's got some nifty little kicks. Nice crisp hands. Um, she's definitely the more technical striker than Mackenzie Dern, but this is a dope fight. Mackenzie Dern, uh, jiu-jitsu ace. If this fight gets to the ground, Nina Nunez, you know, she struggles off of her back. She usually gets held down. Um, she can get held down a lot, but Mackenzie Dern, you know, submission specialist. But she doesn't – her takedown game is lacking. She doesn't have good takedowns. Um, not traditional, like, uh, jiu uh, uh, wrestling takedowns. That's, that's the problem with some of these straight jiu-jitsu guys. They have problems getting the fight to the ground. Once it's to the ground, they, they're, they're fucking masters. But Mackenzie Dern doesn't have, like, real traditional, um, uh, like, double-leg, single-leg shit like that. Um, mostly trips in the clinch or something like that. Um, but and on the feet, she's just nothing but hooks and overhands. I mean, that's basically all she throws are just... just wild ass strikes but her aggression she's super aggressive she's not afraid to throw and that's what keeps her in most fights and, and sometimes wins but usually see like her matched up with other grapplers they, they always end up being standing standing bouts more so than anything i think i think nunez can get this win i think nunez can it can if she can stay on her feet if she gets taken down some some way she can avoid the clinch, stay off the cage, stay in the center of the cage. I think she can. I think she can pepper her from the outside and just kind of point her way to a victory here. I'm gonna go Nina Nunes via decision. Perry versus Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez. This is your fight of the night right here. This is a banger. This is gonna be a slobber knocker. Not slobber knocker. Is that what it? Anyways, it's gonna be a slobber knocker for 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 three rounds or somebody's getting knocked out early, one way or the other. Um, I'm gonna take Daniel Rodriguez. This is a complete to toss up. I, Daniel Rodriguez got mad holes, but he's aggressive. His left hand. He, this dude reminds me of a of a of a newer um, uh, Chris Lieben. Was Chris Lieben a southpaw? I can't remember. But he's got that kind of stumbling, bumbling like weird left hand that doesn't look like it hurts but it just like rocks people to their fucking soul daniel rodriguez has that when he lands that awkward left hand that he throws uh it just reminds me of chris Levin for some reason and it hurts people it shake it shook uh shakes him up but he doesn't have any defense he's a terrible defensive striker mike perry kind of is too i can see mike perry coming out and trying to get this fight to the ground and trying to use his wrestling uh to kind of wear Daniel Rodriguez down. Definitely, this is a flip. This is a, toy, this is a, a, a coin flip, 50-50 right here, straight up. I'm going Daniel Rodriguez. I'll say, I'll say decision. I think this goes, goes the length. Joe Selecki versus Jim Miller. Joe Selecki's going to win that fight. He's going to win it by rear naked choke. Well, I'll say round two. Holtzman versus Matus Gamrat. This is a fucking banger. Uh, Scott Holtzman, nice little uh, wrestler striker. Um, short, quick, fast hands. Real, real game dude. Been in the UFC for a while. Gamera uh, got uh, this dude was seventeen and zero when he entered the UFC. He lost a, a, a real close fight in his in his debut a couple months ago. Uh, what was that guy's name? Guram Guram Karaladze or something like that. Uh, that was a great fight. A lot of people thought that uh, Matus Gamrat won that fight. I thought Guram won that fight. That was the fight where Guram, after the fight, said he didn't win it. And he was like, uh, the judges, thank you, but I didn't win the fight. Uh, and I went back, and I've seen the fight a couple times now, and I thought Guram did win it. So I think he sold himself out. It's kind of like when Eminem says that relapse sucked. No, it didn't, you motherfucker. No, it didn't. Relapse is the shit. I love that shit. Gamrat. I'm going to take Gamrot. I'm going to take Gamrot. He's got this dude. Gamrot's got crazy wrestling. 
This dude changes levels and shoots in a fucking blink of an eye. He gets in deep on you. Uh, his hands are pretty uh, pretty solid too. I think I think Scott Holtzman is gonna have a trouble uh, keeping this fight standing, and if Gamrot at least keeps persisting, I think Scott Holtzman will be able to stay on his feet early, but not late. I'm gonna go Matus Gamrot decision. Aaron Br- uh, Blanchfield versus Norma Demont. Give me Norma Demont uh, decision. This dude Ignacio Bahamandes. Ignacio Bahamandes. This dude is a fucking monster. I'm telling you right now, this dude looks like the Night Stalker. The uh, Night Stalker was a kickboxer. Um, this dude, uh, go watch his, uh, Google him, and you'll, you'll see his knockout on the Contender Series that got him his UFC contract. Just a straight a punt to the face, a, a coffin corner punt down inside the one-yard line. Just, just fucking nasty, right to the face. This dude uses switches up, uses both stances like, like smoothly, like natural stances. Never stops throwing, always in your face, long as fuck, taller than a cage. He's moving down to 170, uh, 155 pounds. He's going to be huge at 155 pounds. He's fighting John McDessie, who's a, a, a wily veteran. He's been around for a long time, taking a lot of beatings, been knocked out viciously. I'm taking Ignacio Bahamondes, and I think he gets it done TKO early. Let's go round two. Round two is always a good – remember I told you all last time, round two is always a good, good, good place if you're picking uh, – if you're picking finishes, Jorgen DeCastro versus Jarges Donho. I don't know much about Donho. Jorgen DeCastro, he, he, he can knock you out in, in, in a second, but then he'll just stand there for, you know, and do absolutely nothing other fights. So who knows? I'll take Jorgen DeCastro. Uh, I'll take him. He's got to win it early because I don't think, let's say first round TKO. Fuck it. Jack Shore versus Hunter Azure. This is a good uh, Asur. I, I don't know. Azure, I don't even know what the fuck. A-Z-U-R-E. I, I don't know. Hunter. Uh, give me Jack Shore. Decision. Luis Saldana versus Jordan Griffin. Nice little scrap right here. Give me Luis Saldana. Uh, Saldana. Uh, give me decision. Da Un Jung versus William Knight. Banger. Don't miss this one. Somebody's getting sleepy towned. Unless William Knight's just dragging Da Un Jung to the ground. And can't quite finish him, and it goes five, uh, three rounds. This is a banger. Th- these dudes bang. William Knight knocks people out dead, picks them up, slams them. A short, like, he, this dude's built like a ninja turtle. It's like fighting a tree stump for fucking 15 minutes. Uh, I like turtles. Um, I'm going with I like turtles. William Knight, uh, William Knight, give me TKO round two. Impa Kasaganai, the dude that got knocked out by the spinning wheel kick uh, from, uh, what was that homie's name? Ah, oh, man, I forget homie's name. Impa Kasanganai. Remember, he caught the kick and he held on to it, and then he got knocked the fuck out viciously. Um, uh, Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley. Uh, he, he, got, he got Nate Robinson. He was like the knockout of, tw- of the year last year. Uh, he's back. He's fighting Sasha Polotnikov. He was a huge underdog again. Sasha Polotnikov won. Uh, he was a huge underdog in his, in his debut, and he, he came out and won. I'm taking Sasha. Fuck it. He, this, I remember this dude's like uh, plus 375, almost plus 400, maybe somewhere. Pfft, I'm dropping 20, twin, twin on this motherfucker. I'm going Sa- Sasha Plotnikov. Responsible pick is Impa Kasanganai. I think maybe Sasha has like a 35, 40% chance to win. But I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to take Sasha uh, Plotnikov via decision. That's, there, there you got it. You got it. Killing shit. You got the whole fucking card, the whole kit and caboodle. What else do we have on here? Um... What other fights have been? Uh, we got we basically we having uh, the rematch uh, the 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 trilogy, Connor versus um, 
versus Poirier. I'm taking Poirier. And I, I ain't getting talked off of that. I came on here for months and talked about how Poirier was going to beat Conor McGregor. And then when push came to shove, at the very last minute, I chose Conor. And I fucked, fucked myself. I'm taking Poirier to win that shit. Uh, Oliveira versus um, Michael Chandler for the title. I'm kind of leaning Michael Chandler. I'm kind of leaning Michael Chandler. Out of all the top guys, I thought that was the guy he matched up best against. I think Gaethje, uh, Poirier, even McGregor, those would have been tough fights for him. But this fight, I think he can, I think he can dominate from the top position like uh, Paul Felder, Felder did uh, Charles Oliveira in his last loss a couple years ago. Just stayed on top of him and just beat him up. Um, so, oh, fuck, there was, an, there was a couple big fights that were fucking announced. I can't remember. Let me save this shit. All right, I'm back. I'm going to hit the homie up, Bautista. <clears throat> we'll hit him up right now. We'll see what he's got. Should I hit this fucking Tahoe OG? I got this Tahoe OG right here, man. I might have to hit this up. I got the pen with me. Let's see, audio. <clears throat> Get the setup going here. Pushing your luck, Miha. This is this is game time for me over here. What's going on? You better come with some fucking fire. <laughs> you you've been uh, yip yapping. You've been waiting for your shot. We're going to the bullpen, kid. Hey, what have you what have you uh, went over so far? I just I, I I went over DMX. What's your take on DMX? Hey man, I was just watching one of his old uh, <laughs> concerts at Woodstock. It's kind of like, you know, listening to some of the old hits, man. I mean, whatever. Uh, you know, what do you mean, whatever? What the fuck you mean, whatever? Yeah, whatever. I mean, he was good at, at the time. He was great and whatever. It's done. It's I, I'm, about to, I'm about to CNN. Oops, lost connection on your motherfucking ass. Okay, so you're, you're on those you, you start talking against the establishment, I'm going to have to auto- automatically <laughs> lose connection here. Hey, it... it what what happened to him? It happens. It's not the first time, not the last time. Moving on, Mija. Damn. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. I, I spent I spent twenty minutes talking about DMX. Uh oh. What 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 was the main? What was it? What, like He's song? a fucking OG. What do you mean? It's dark and hell is hot. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Rough Riders anthem. The Rough Riders. Yeah, yeah. He was tight. It was back in the day. He was tight, man. I remember I used to go to all that stuff. It was great. It was nice. He was a, was nice. a, a, I liked a, a, it. It was a fucking crackhead, though, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. And get you every time. Yeah, uh, you know, he he looked, he played it off good. I never knew he was high or nothing like that. He looked, he looked normal. He was I, see. I don't think so. I think sort. when he every time he talked, he looked like he was like paranoid that like people like SWAT was gonna like roll in and rappel down from his, the roof. But he was in good physical shape, and he was always well. Not until there. recently, you see him. He looks like you now. He's got like this big old gut and shit on him. <laughs> You seen him recently? He looked huge. He, he's, he's a little bloated. Yeah, yeah bloated. Like, That's the perfect word for it. He was fucking... Yeah, he, he just popped some pills for that. It's no biggie. Damn. <laughs> Homie. <laughs> um, let, let's, start with, let's start with what we were talking about yesterday. I want, you, I want you to kick the facts. I want you to kick the coronavirus facts. Now, let's go back. Can we start here, Miha? Yeah, yeah, wherever, wherever you want. Okay. Uh, do you have any anything you you got that you got to get off your chest? I mean, you 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 got topics that you you wanted to get on? Um, look at, uh, I don't get I don't get to hear from you a lot. So look at, I'm just gonna say, the the bottom line is this we're, we're falling apart. We got a border crisis. 
Uh-huh. We got people that are walking around free that belong in handcuffs. I'll, I'll start with Hunter Biden. I'll okay. start with Cuomo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm tired of watching Kamala Harris get on TV and laugh like a hyena. At her own jokes. That don't need to be, yeah. that don't need to be laughed about. Uh, I'm tired of Joe Biden getting uh, antonyms all uh, uh, twisted and, and uh, uh, just all his words are twisted and he doesn't know what he's even saying at times. He gets stuck and someone has to like put him back in, push the clutch in. I'm, I'm told you, he here. starts buffering and shit. It's like when you're watching YouTube, he starts buffering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, uh, all these. Okay, so for example, yesterday he went off about gun control. He shot out all these statements that were not facts, Miha. You cannot go to a gun show or an auction and buy a gun without a background check. That was bullshit. I don't know what in the world. Uh, and and regular standard low info Democrats will go with that and they will believe what he just said, and it's not even true. So as soon as he he said that, I was done. I just turned it. See, off. I think I people, I think it. people are wising up right now. Yeah, I think there, I think there's genuinely people are starting to figure this shit out. Don't you? Don't you feel like that? Like people are starting I, to actually I, I like do. question this I shit do. a little more now. Like they're seeing I like do. these motherfuckers all said all this shit for four years. How bad this dude was. This this Donald Trump and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and everything this dude is and then they get the power they say give us the power vote all vote all Democrat blue no matter who give us the power and we'll change your lives they did that they got everything they got the House the Senate the President and they didn't so, do a fucking thing with it and I think now in the last couple months I think people are starting and this is with people who don't even know shit about the CARES Act last year. And how devastating that shit was. And then these motherfuckers had to sit there and fight over giving you $1,400 checks that they, they means tested down to motherfucking nothing. Wait, time and out, time out, time out. Why was the CARES Act so devastating? What it was $5 trillion dollars to businesses. It was the greatest transfer, upward power, uh, transfer of, of wealth ever. It, it was just a money grab. Last, last March. It was last March. It was like yeah, one of the, okay. they put out like a bunch of those, those relief packages, but they were all just, remember, they bailed out all the corporations. They literally gave $5 trillion to all those corporations, and they were basically saying, oh, they won't fire people, and they fired people anyways. And, and who did that? Who, 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 who put that in the bill? Donald Trump. But here's the thing. Miha, he doesn't write bills. Miha. L- l- listen, listen. Bills. And get, who allowed it to go through? Who, who gave Donald Trump everything he wanted? Every time he asked for it. Nancy Pelosi, oh. a.k.a. a motherfucker. These motherfuckers act like they're not Republicans. They're Republicans. They, lo- they liked everything Donald Trump was doing. They just like to talk shit like they weren't. Yeah, I agree with that. The, um, that's all she did. She, all she did was pass everything Donald Trump ever wanted. And then talk shit about and, him on and, the backside. And, and, and called it racist. Right, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. So she passed, uh, she passed that bill. The bill was put on her desk. It, it was a, a nothing but bailout. $5 trillion business corporation bailout. And they had to sit here for months and months and talk about a $1.9 trillion fucking uh, relief for, for the fucking people. Miha, these arguments were made last summer. I'm I know, sorry. I know, I know. But I, I'm, I, I, I am out of touch with it. I'm out of touch with it because I haven't even... I know, but here's the point. It. Here's my point, though. My point was I think people are now starting to see that. I'm starting to, I think they yeah. started to see that you, this now is they what you have though. Okay, so I'll respond to that in this way. Yes, they are starting to see it. Regular Americans, my neighbors, to the left and to the right of me, maybe uh, regular people at the gym, whatever, you know, they're starting to see that. But you have that 
hardcore left that doesn't give a shit. They're so bitter or what, about whatever. They're old. They people. don't care, right? So what what happens is those individuals make enough noise in the public eye to make it look a certain way. And that's where we that's where we fall apart. So like for example, the George Floyd uh, hoax, the George Floyd hoax, right? Uh, that all cops are racist and blah 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 blah. Now regular Americans don't believe that, man. They don't believe that. They they know that for the most part we need police officers. They know that. But when you make noise and you start build, burning down stuff, you start to make a uh, <laughs> you start to make people listen and and fear. So, so the fear factor comes in and, and, you know, that, that's kind of where we landed, man. I mean, because I tell you what, like you said, you said starting to see Americans are starting to see, I think a lot of them really do see, but now, now they're really starting to call it out. Now they're really, well, starting, I think because I mean, Democrats <laughs> on TV right now, even calling it out. Well, exactly. Because they thought here we are, we're going to vote. They, they told us everything was going to be different. They vote this guy in. They vote all these Democrats in, and they see that shit ain't changing. Shit ain't getting fucking better. Shit ain't changing at all. We're still bombing motherfuckers. It's the first thing he did was bomb people. Uh, you know, still ain't <clears throat> this guy spending you know billions of dollars on, on, on the fence on the defense budget at the, for the you know beginning of the year and shit like that. I mean, they're starting to they're starting to be like, yo, this is we, the exact we, same we shit. They're we, doing Donald we, Trump shit. They're doing the Donald Trump shit. We. We didn't bomb nobody under the Trump administration. You did bomb people. We didn't. You we bombed didn't, Syria, no. Miha. You bombed Syria, but here's the thing. Did you, you hear what happened with Syria? That was all bullshit. There was never any of that. That Remember they, they were saying that they, they were using chemicals? That uh, Assad was using chemicals? He, he had used a chemical right. attack on his own people? Well, that came mm-hmm. out recently that that was all bullshitted. That was all that paperwork, all that shit from the NHO or whoever investigated it. It was all corrupt bullshit. There was no. You're remember CNN? To... They had that that video of that chick in CNN going out there and sniffing the fucking sniffing the backpack, <laughs> acting like it smelled like gas. Do you remember that shit? Yes, that mis- disinformation campaign. Yes, yes, I <laughs> yes, and that's what led him to bomb that shit. And now it's come out recently that that didn't happen. Like they literally lied about that, just like the weapons of mass destruction. They lied about the oh, fucking chemical oh, weapons. Okay, but, and he, but he okay, did bomb on. people. So, he so, just didn't get us into any so, new conflicts. So, so, so at the beginning of the administration, when things, the, the transition, there were still uh, remnants of, 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 of activity in, in war in different countries. But as the administration carried on over the years, troops were, troops were withdrawn. Less conflict was happening. Matter of fact, if you remember the last two years, there was more peace than ever. Well, have to admit that. There was well, the thing the, 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 the thing about him was that he was the first he was the first president in fucking I don't a long fucking time who didn't get us into any new conflicts. That was that I was agree. the thing. But I he agree. still bombed the shit out of people. He just oh, didn't get okay. us into anything okay. new. Now, and here's the you, thing: he was against you, he was he was against he spoke out a lot against war. But he hired nothing but war mongers around. He put nothing but war mongers around him. That, that was an error. That was an error. Yeah, they didn't. They they end. they didn't allow him to do yeah. anything. They did, right. he put people in charge who wouldn't allow him to get out of the wars that he talked about okay. getting out of. You have to understand one thing. This guy, he never got. He never was given a shot for his full potential. It's before he even walked into the White House, they were already doing the impeachment. He never had a chance to lay down and just relax and say, okay, let me be the president. 
He was always in court fighting something in Congress. I thought you were like a populist. They were trying to kick him out. Me, me, I'm telling you the truth. Oh well, I'm, I'm just. I thought you were a populist because you're you're talking mighty mighty glowingly about a, a corporate Republican here. Um, what I'm telling you is the, the old truth. GOP. The guy, his potential was never experienced because he was always under attack. Now, time out. I don't even want to get into that. What I was trying to get into is you had mentioned just a moment ago that nothing is getting better. Nothing's yet. That was your statement. Yeah. The reality is things are getting worse. Yeah. We yeah. are in worse a situation right now I, than I agree. we've been in many years. Okay. And I'll start with the border. Not just people crossing over, but now they're talking about giving $15,000 Who built those cages? Per Per $15,000 per illegal immigrant that's living in this country. So if you are an undocumented, undocumented immigrant in this country, you are about to receive a $15,000 check from the state of New York. The state of New York. Who pays for that? Let me ask you that. Who is paying for that? Secondly, that's number one. Secondly, you're having children thrown over the wall without parents. Or, I mean, who's paying for that? Uh, you mentioned on the last party. $80 million in hotel fees. Who's paying for that? Thirdly, we're now letting known terrorists into the country. Yeah, they caught two. How many have they not caught? Not only that, the drug smugglers... Well, it, it shows that they're coming. It, it shows people that, that those motherfuckers are taking advantage of that shit. Because those two dudes oh, that yeah. they caught at the border, bad motherfuckers, dude. The cops uh, from Mexico, on the border of Mexico, that, but Mexican police officers are being murdered and their families There's no are being such murdered. thing. There's no such That's thing as Mexican Biden. police officers. They're, they're cartel members. Law, law enforcement in Mexico. Law enforcement, whatever they have. The Me guys that are driving around in Tacomas, uh, Toyota Tacomas with machine guns on the back of their truck, those guys, they are, they are law enforcement in Mexico. Those guys are being murdered and their families are being attacked. That's on Biden. That's on Biden. Um, of all who stuff. built those cages, Mia, that those kids are in? And who filled them with kids? Obama. Obama, Obama. Obama built Obama. them. Obama Do you remember when, uh, when Rachel Maddow used uh, footage from the Obama administration of kids in cages and said, uh, talking about yeah, Trump putting them in? Yeah, they caught her. They caught her. <laughs> yeah, they caught her. you remember that they shit? They caught her. <laughs> she used an 2008 footage or some shit, 2009 footage, sick, talking about, look sick. at all these kids in cages. <laughs> some sick fuck, man. So, so sick what I was fuck. getting to, uh, though, was... Um, Part of what was going on with the Democrats is that it, they were literally everything Trump did, they had to oppose. They had to denounce right, everything. Right. So one of those major things back then was that the coronavirus came from a lab. Now, we know that even at that time that the most, most likely thing common sense would tell you is that it came from a lab, not somebody eating fucking bat soup and somehow, it, you know, it morphed from a bat. It evolved from a bat to being able to infect a human being almost overnight. But since Trump said that, they went on this whole attack, pushing the bat soup fucking narrative, calling people. Uh, they, they were getting taken off of Facebook, off of fucking Twitter. Anybody who mentioned it possibly coming from the fucking lab, they called you inciting violence against Asians. They called it racist and all these fucking things. And and like. Like, that's racist, saying that it came from a lab and escaped from a lab is more racist than saying that these disgusting people were eating fucking bats and fucking turtles and all this shit. You know what I mean? 
that okay, seems so more nascent. Let, 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 let's go. Let's go to the beginning here. Let's well, well, now what has okay. come out, Miha? This is where I wanted to set you up to talk about the coronavirus thing. So now, what have we found out recently? Without a doubt, I know people have been talking about it for a year now. But what is now is like making it to the mainstream. Okay, that's fair. That okay, that is fair. What you just said. Okay, so what people are starting to discover, which I've known and I've discussed with you, I've been calling it the Fauci virus for a year now. I just haven't. I, I don't say it out loud. I don't say the quiet part out loud. But <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. Uh, now back in the early. 2011, 12, 13, 14, Fauci, right? You, you know that he is the director of the uh, the NIAD, whatever. NIH. Is, which is based, yeah, the Institute of Allergy, Infectious Diseases, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. It's like blah. the National Institute okay, of so Health or something. Now, he controls funds. He controls the U.S. funds. He's, he's able to... Uh, and safety. More, more importantly, he, intro- he controls, he's supposed to ensure the safety. The NIH is supposed to inspect these places and make sure that the procedures are being followed, that it's, a safe, it's safe to, to uh, uh, research these types of diseases. He spreads research, okay? So now, early on, what, what was the first one? It wasn't the, the, uh, the, the, the bird virus, bird flu? Bird flu. You remember bird flu, right? Yeah. Uh, wild, uh, you know, birds uh, passing viruses off through different animals, mutated, and, and uh, potentially what? Can, can be a, like a, a, a worldwide disease, right? A, a pandemic. Like SARS, um, yeah. Now, back then, when they were doing that research, he funded, he funded that lab to do that research. 200 scientists came out and said on a, on a, on a, dig, on, on a call, on a call, like a, on a zoom call back then. But what do we call it? It, it would be conference like a kind of conference call. Yeah. Um, 200 Daily briefing. scientists came out and said, Hey, look, doctor, all to all, we, we vote that this is much too risky. It's too dangerous. We should not be doing this. This is playing a risky life and death type game. Fauci came out and said, no, the project is too useful carry on and he defended the project now luckily there was not major disaster in that situation but in 2017 guess who came out and decided to fund this five-year project with regards to studying bats and the possibility of coronaviruses and and studying that project yes Dr. Fauci, he fu- he funded it with U.S. money, Mia. Well, yeah, Four because so it was out. so okay. So it, it was like Eco something or other was the company that actually provided the funding for that that he that the NIH funneled to the Chinese lab to conduct those uh, that research. And what happened after the 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 virus got out is that the Chinese handpicked. 17 individuals to quote unquote investigate the possibility of, uh, of how it got out and one of the people on there the only american on there was the guy who is the ceo of that econo eco lab or whatever that actually produced the funding so they took a guy who actually funded the research and made him an investigator into how it got out and of course you can know you already understand what conclusion he drew was that it didn't get out through the lab of course, and and wasn't that? I know he was an American, but what did wasn't he Chinese? Um, I don't know about that. I believe d- he was d- a I, I forget his name. I I, I was just oh, fuck. I, I, I believe he was a virologist, and I believe he was Chinese, even though he was American. Of course, uh, but either way, 
they funded it. Uh, Fauci signed off on it. And um, and he, it he was collected. his job, but it was his job to make sure that those that the safety procedures were being were being met. So that something like right, this couldn't happen. Right. That was that was Fauci's major role, which you could even say is more is that's more dangerous than 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 what than just funding something than just writing a fucking check. This guy was supposed to do something and they didn't do it. They literally did not even go there and check out the fucking laboratory. So this whole gain of function, you you've heard of the gain of function, yeah. right? Are, are you familiar with what it is? Yeah. Okay. So well, t- uh, just just to explain it real, real quick. All right. So basically, what you have is is it's study it's it's the study of how quickly a virus can uh, surpass the defenses of a host. So like you and I, basically, right? We're a host. We're, it's the study of seeing how quickly a virus can penetrate the defense me- mechanisms of a host and enter into that host and create dysfunction and basically, you know, overtake the body and, and, and kill you eventually, which would be like a pandemic uh, potential type SARS coronavirus type deal. That That's what gain of function is. It, 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 it's the power of the virus and how quickly it can penetrate the host. Yeah. Trans, how how, how it, easily it's transmitted. And, and then from that point on, how quickly you, you fucking succumb to it. Right, and they what do they use? They use animals and and whatnot, and, and uh, they, you know they're trying to assess the threat of a pandemic. Okay, so um, three point seven million dollars was the first uh, donation. They did another three point seven million dollars. Now, last year or a year and a half ago, I would say they shut that down. Now, why would they shut that down? Even though it was a five year contract, something was going on, you know. It had nothing to do with bat soup or, or a supermarket in Wuhan. This had to do, if you still think that, then you're still watching CNN. You know what I mean? I mean, well, I this mean, is something that there's definitive, there's definitive signs uh, increasingly. You were literally, you were literally Wuhan. not allowed to say, like, Facebook took your posts off. Twitter took your fucking right. posts off and suspended you if you they were saying you were spreading disinformation if you said it come from the lab even if even if you were saying it was accidental like if you there's people listen it could have just escaped you know just you know human error it it, it it escaped nobody's saying that it intentionally happened but they automatically say that if you even say it came from the lab that you're inciting violence against Asians <clears throat> Because you're saying you're basically implementing uh, uh, implementing that it's, you know, uh, yeah. it was intentionally let go yeah. to destroy the world. Yeah, and, and what you're talking about is, is, is U.S. media, the, moron, the morons of the U.S. media. Because they couldn't let Trump be right. They couldn't yeah, let anything right, Trump be right. right. Now, now on, honestly, all of that is elementary and it's pathetic stupidity, right? But let me, let me, let me bring this up. You know, you know the original uh, theory of wild animals at the at the wet market in, in Wuhan and all that. Yeah. There there's been a group of Chinese uh, investigators obviously going against the CCP that have come out and already they have completely debunked that. They have completely and they have another study of researchers uh, uh, worldwide researchers that have already found evidence that this whole situation developed in a was developed in a human cell. So forget about all this bat shit and all of that and, 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 all, and getting into the meat at a market or whatever. This is a study 
they they have found evidence when there's when there's smoke there's usually fire when they have found evidence of us of, of <clears throat> research being done in a human cell this is intentional this is intentional a disaster that was developed intentionally. That's just my theory. Well, their 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 cover up immediately after. I mean, they could have shut Wuhan down immediately and and suspended flight. They it got out because they were trying to act like it was no big deal at the beginning. Remember how Chinese tried to cover it up and shit. Well, yeah, because it is because it, it escaped. escaped the lab. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. What do you think it came from? Is it more? Does it make more sense that it came from a, a, a fucking bat soup or from that lab down the street that is actually studying a level four lab that is actually studying bats and coronavirus? Okay, so there's <laughs> it came so from the fucking all, lab. How could it not? But there's truth to all of it. So, so why why is there a bat brought up and why is there a lab brought up? Right. The bat thing is like, oh, it came from a bat from a cave and it, it's not intentional. Blah blah blah. But it's these freaking Chinese. It's the CCP. They're they're infatuation. They're, they're they're so amazed by this freaking animal, this rat that has wings. They literally study these these bats. And or I'm on I'm on a phone call. Let me. They literally study these bats like. Hey, don't don't let them hear you over there, man. You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna sleep on the couch, Miha. You're gonna sleep on the couch, spewing this kind of shit. I'm surrounded by liberals, Miha. You're gonna you're gonna be in the dog, literally in the doghouse. The Glock is completely always one in the chamber, magazine completely full around around me constantly. Me, I believe that. So you're paranoid. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dmx, you're Dmx. You're step away. You're a step away from Dmx. Okay. Hey, look it. Th- there is truth to the bat thing because they study the bat. Well, yeah, that's they what they're study and they're the studying it in the bats. Right. It it, it it's not. The but it didn't market, fucking though. evolve. It's it would have taken. Lab. How long would it have taken it to evolve into a bat into something that can infect a human? Uh, in the wild, to be that to be that somebody actually ate it and contracted it that way. It wasn't gonna. Right, it, come on. I would say yeah, like decades, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, who knows? But when, not as quickly as it did. <laughs> Yeah, when you're intentionally doing this research and you're using human cells, to you think that you think they research. unleashed it on the world on purpose. Now this is going to get us shut down, Miha. Will you be very careful. You tread fucking lightly. <laughs> um, I, See, I don't think there's any yeah. evidence of that. Now that any any one way or the other is just speculation. I don't think. I think that. Listen, you're studying this shit in a lab. How easy? I mean, fuck. And this, it's not being. Uh, inspect it for safety or anything like that somebody somebody went home with it you know am somebody I, am got I it allowed to ask, am i allowed to answer a question with another question you can do what you want miha, this is free press why, here this why, is free press why block, miha why, free why julian block, assange why block investigation if you're the ccp why not let well, the well, you, why you, not let the who into your country because so it just destroyed the world, man. You, you you wouldn't feel bad if if you just unleash something that and you want to you don't want to be responsible for you literally feel destroying free? the world. CCP feels bad. I don't think I so. Don't man. I don't think so. They're stealing our intellect. It's not a good look. Uh, it's not a good look for you to be the guy. You know, no, it's not a good look politically or or any kind of way to to be the the people who who unleash that virus on the world. So they're gonna make it look like sure. as incidental, you know, as as they possibly fucking can. From what they look like and what they're actually doing and what they're worth, I, I'm not even sure if they, it, like I said. But think about this: if you knew that it could be transferred from a bat to a human, and they were eating bats at this fucking, you would shut that down, wouldn't you? 
they, they, no one was eating bad meat. <laughs> I'm just saying, even if they were, if that was the case, you know? Would the, would the CCP shut it down? Anybody would. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if you could actually get it that way. And they okay, were actually like, at these wet markets eating fucking bats, let, let, and they let, knew what let, this could let do. Me, let me back up. Let me back up. In 2017, Dr. Fauci had no business donating $3.7 million to a Wuhan lab to conduct bat research for gain-of-function re- reasons. That's your number one mistake. That is an uncontrolled environment. That is a communist environment. You do not send $3.7 million for a five-year study on bat research for gain of function. And you give the responsibility to something that you have no control or oversight on. There's your criminal. He was supposed to be the oversight. Well, safety-wise, I mean, they were supposed to, you know, have some kind of oversight on it. They didn't do it. But there's no control. Those guys are not And that would make sense why Fauci, or I don't even know if Fauci has ever said what he thinks the origin is. Has he ever said what he thinks the origin is? uh, (laughs) He says it's not him. He he, he went on TV. He got triggered by Peter Navarro. Peter Navarro was out there calling it the Fauci virus. And he goes, Peter Navarro's out there telling people that I started the virus? Come on. Why why get triggered? If If it's not true, then why even say that on national TV? Why even... Because you know what? It's not, it's not directly true, but it is indirectly true. He funded a project that he had no oversight on or control because it was in a country that does not allow it to be controlled by outside. And what control he did have to inspect the, sta- the safety of it, he didn't do. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, uh, so is he responsible? So all, my, my point with all this was is that this all came out. You know, like this is all like hitting like. Well, if you listen to, you know, independent news sources and stuff. Mainstream. Yeah. Well, not mainstream as in the sense of CNN and shit. Mainstream independent news, basically. All the big YouTube channels and stuff that actually do good work. It's getting popular, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just the truth. You know, it's it's what happened. It came from a fucking lab, and that's all there is to it. And the point was is that the Democrats did everything to to shit on even the shit that made the most sense. They they tried to turn against him. They just couldn't support anything. So they made anything that he said, you know, like cancel culture worthy and shit like that. And then here it is, you know, a couple months later, and everything's coming true. Everything he said is actually right. And they'll Absolutely. still hold on, no. and they'll still hold on to this, this, this other shit that it didn't come from the lab, and they'll still attack people who say it did come from the lab. So, so here's my question to you, uh, just, just directly to you and whoever may hear this or whatever. By, by producing this, this whole research, this controversial gain-of-function type research, did it play a role in the world disaster deadly mess that uh that we're in right now well yeah because then you know they might not have been able to study it but even if they were studying it see they could have been studying it just for actual real you know everyday purposes you know to how they would deal with with that virus if it got out or how they would deal with viruses you know similar viruses in the future they were just could have been genuinely studying it a narcissist Dr. Fauci, I don't know. He's a fucker. I don't ever listen to that motherfucker. He's a lot of things. Yeah, he's a celebrity. He's a celebrity doctor. Is he a real doctor? He has insisted for years on this type of research that two hundred scientists what were was against were against. Yeah, I mean, it depends what they were against. Were they against it because they didn't have the ability to contain it? Did they not have the facilities and 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 the means to be able to do it in a safe manner? 
if 200 scientists say no, then I say, okay, well, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. And that was specifically for the coronavirus? That was uh, specifically for gain of function in 2017. Using the coronavirus? Uh, studying. A... Studying uh, bats. Like I, like I yeah. told you, studying bats for the, the, the study of gain of function, which is how quickly a virus can penetrate the, the host defense defense mechanism these our, nuts our can penetrate system, that chinny chin chin strong is our immune system basically against virus how strong is that forehead <laughs> try, try to try to focus me on <laughs> NCCD, okay? wait what else do you got um with regard to what anything I mean, or what, what, do you what, what do you got you you you've been you've been uh, fucking swinging from these nuts for the last couple weeks See, you got a hot mic right here. Is there any, anything else? So we got well, the coronavirus uh, well, in. We got a lot of I'll, shit in. I'll close, I'll, close on, I'll close on this. I'll close on this uh, with regard to that. I've been, I've been, I've been pleading with you as, as, as a low-information Democrat that you are. I've been pleading with you about this subject, about how this has been, how this started and how, how, how it... This, this is officially your first like, gaslighting uh, segment. Where, so where, go ahead. Where are you now? Where are you now as of today? On, on, on fault? On, on the country and, and the direction they're going with regards to uh, stimulus? Money? Government funds? Politi- politics? Where are you now? Now that you have this information, where are you today? What do you mean? Where am I? Uh, they they fucked the whole thing up. We, they, every other country in 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 the world basically has had during at least during the pandemic UBI and free healthcare. We had none. They told people they couldn't work. They shut down their fucking businesses. Okay, and, and, I, I messed up the question. I messed up the question. You have Joe. You have Joey B in the office. Okay. He he is a friend of President Xi over there in China. He is a he's under his thumb. He is a he is compromised. You got you. Please tell me you believe that this guy is under the thumb of, of the Chinese regime. Joe Biden's brother and Joe Biden's son Hunter have joint. It was it was already proven they have connections to China. They're bought and paid for by China. Joe bro, uh, Biden's brother and his son Hunter had a joint account with a Chinese uh, major Chinese corporation over there, where it op- right. it was opened with a hundred thousand dollars. They used that to buy all sorts of plane tickets and, and and electronic devices, cell phones, and all sorts of shit. And they've had. Uh, major connections to the Chinese for a long time. When they were saying that you know, uh, you know, Trump was the you know, you know, in in Putin's you know, like Trump was Trump was funding those motherfuckers, the Ukrainians that were that were uh, were fighting the fucking Russians. How would he be in in, in, in Putin's pocket? You know who was right. in Putin's pocket? Exactly. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden w- exactly. literally worked for. Uh, I don't okay. know if he still works did, for that energy come- company. When did you come up with this? Because I, I tried to bring this to you. Okay? I've mentioned this on the cast, Miha. I've mentioned. Listen, for the people that know, uh, uh, Hunter Biden, he he was a uh, chairman. I think he might still be a chairman yes, on a yes. on a Russian. Yeah, yeah, he was on the committee. Yeah, a, I got that. a chairman. Yeah, for the for for a Russian energy company, he was yeah. also given three point three million dollars by the richest woman in Russia. So not for only something he knows nothing about. for no reason at all, no expertise. Right, right. for no reason at all, she so, just so, gave him fucking so, money. So you mentioned that w- that these people are compromised by these other countries. That's one. 
Number two, their actual oh. Russian plants while they're over here using this McCarthyism and trying to say oh, other, oh. other people are the Russian yes. plants. Yes, I agree with that statement. Are we compromised on the southern border? I don't know what the fuck you do, though. I mean, that's just a... So all those people started coming from South America and all that shit because, you know, basically the, the, the messaging of the, you know, the promise of the Biden administration that there was going to be what the, I think a lot of people interpreted to be open borders. So they all started fucking rushing over here through Mexico. And, it, you know, where they're fleeing from, uh, yeah. it's, it's a that, bad fucking what, shit going on. And why, why are they fleeing in the first place, though, Miha? Do you know why they're fle- fleeing? It's because yeah, our war yes, on I drugs. Do. It's because of our war on drugs that we've destroyed their fucking countries. And, and, and now they're overrun with cartels because of, you know, cartels running the drugs and shit because of our continued uh, war on drugs. That's why they're coming well, here in the first I place. Also, I also believe that opportunity is, is low and that uh, jobs and, and things like that are not, you know, these people are living off a bread and water type deal because well, they're I, overrun I by 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 fucking cartels because of our why because we're right. over here fighting okay, these wars so, on drugs creating so, black markets okay so that's b and you say it's chaos and you don't know who what what to do about it okay i get that let me throw something um, out to you real quick okay keep okay. your eye on bolivia you know what they have in bolivia that we need a lot of right now because of uh uh, uh, uh electric vehicles lithium we, uh, we recently and last week they started talking to defense. Somebody was talking about how how uh, they're not cooperating and they're they're creating reasons for us to go in and fucking take over a Bolivia so we can get to their fucking lithium. Keep your eye on that, Miha. Go ahead. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. And you know what? That there's gonna have to be a, a, a what's the relationship right now with the U.S. and Bolivia? I don't know if we have same. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. It's not good. Uh, they have some kind of. They're saying they have some kind of dick. They're we're we're coming up with reasons to go over there. Basically, the same shit we've done uh, for everything. So we're gonna rob them. They, they, yeah, I can't remember. So one of the one of the big guys okay. was talking about uh, some kind of reason or other to go into Bolivia. That they, you know, he so, was given a stern warning to Bolivia. They're basically gonna start forcing their way in, is what I'm saying. Okay, so basically, what you're telling me is that we're compromised in, in Russia and China and Ukraine. We're compromised at, at at the southern border, and you have no idea what to do with it. So there's chaos. What do you do with it? Do you right? know what to do okay. with it? Well. That I, I I actually do. Okay. Because I I actually watched somebody do it. <laughs> I actually watched somebody try to hold China accountable. I actually watched somebody try to hold foreign countries that are accountable that are are. Uh, what do you uh, do with the border? What do you do with all those people at the border, um, though? Well, what you do is you say, "Hey, look, don't bother. If you want to come, you submit application, and we will identify who you are, and we will try to put you through and process you through legally." One at a time. You okay, but those say, people hey, are already there now. Sure. All those people are already there, and you're taking over. So what do you do? They're already there. Where are you going to send them? You can't send them anywhere. They just fled no, their homes. No, Un- unfortunately, right now, you, you, you need damage control. You need to get down there. And you know how they did for the uh, initially for the coronavirus, how they built all those uh, outside hospitals and all that stuff like that? All of those resources need to go to the southern border. So you're saying, you're saying house them. You're saying build housing for them. If you want to call tents, huge tents, well, yeah, I mean, then yes, yeah, something. Yeah, basically, you have you have to do that, and you have to do it on the other side of the border. You cannot do it on the U.S. side. What you need to do is fund. But Mexico, what if Mexico? Mexico's like, gotta, we don't fucking want them. They're here because of you, motherfuckers. And, and they and they would be correct because you know what? Mexico was an ally before all of this. They were working with us. They were doing a great job in 
having stable uh, a stable border and an organized immigration situation. But now, because this idiot went ahead and said, "Oh, we're abolishing everything that Trump did. Don't worry about his rules anymore. Uh, it's going to be different now." Oh, okay, green light. Let's go. Okay, so okay, let me switch gears. First and Second Amendment. First and Second Amendment. Right now is under attack. I know it's not substantial. It's nothing. You know, the right's going to say, "Oh my God, this is this is the end of our Second Amendment." That's that's bullshit. That's an exaggeration. You give an inch, they take a mile. So that's what they're trying to prevent right now. Um, is your First Amendment, is your Second Amendment safe right now? Nothing safe right now. Okay. Nothing safe now, right now. My, he, These motherfuckers are taking, we live in a fucking surveillance state. We live in a, a, a fucking police state. And they're taking, a, 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 taking every little freedom away as, as much as they can. They're trying to give us fucking, uh, 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 fucking uh, passports. Passports. passports for- Yep. Making, they're uh, trying to take, force that shit on you. They're they're slowly and surely turning this into a police state, and people are letting them fucking do it. You don't. You can't you say take, anything. You can't. You can't. You, you can get kicked off of social media, which is now uh, that's a huge airplane. advantage to off have an airplane, that. Yeah. Yeah. Off an airplane. You can get kicked off an airplane for for not uh, for, for for wearing a for wearing something that you shouldn't be wearing. You could be. You know what I mean? It's, it's insane. Hey, uh, do you take the Trump vaccine? I don't take any vaccine. I am the vaccine, Miha. Uh, they take they I, I, they I withdraw my blood, that. Miha. I understand that. And now, go to Wuhan now, with uh, that shit. That's where they take it straight to Wuhan. Now, what 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 if they start doing uh, doing a social credit type of thing where you haven't taken the vaccine? They shut down your Apple Pay. They shut down your Google Pay until you socially become acceptable, or or something to that effect. Oh, you can't travel on an airplane, etc. Now, where do you go, Miha? What's up with that? You mean if they start forcing it, basically mandatory without it being mandatory? Social credit, yeah, social credit. Uh, you know, like credit, credit score, credit score social. Fuck it. Give me a fucking F, Miha. Fail me. <laughs> give me that, yeah, Mia, you can't pay, give me that you 50, can't give me bill. that score of 50. Mia, you can't walk into a supermarket without, you know... Uh, you know, you'd be denied access. To what are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna ask yeah, for it in the ass? You know, yeah, no, no, you gonna I, drop I, that I, little I, ass I, cheek I, out there, aren't you? No, no, no. I, I'm 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 one of those guys that I'm 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 am re, rebelling against uh, any of that right now. Uh, I, I think it's but okay for yeah. them to make it. But okay, let's say it's implemented tomorrow. Well, you gonna be get you gonna be putting that pulling them drawers down. Imp- what what's implemented? That, what you were just telling me with, with, with the, fucking the forcing of yeah yeah no that that's just gonna make my resolve stronger no me huh I, I just lowered but you can't just, go to you I can't do, go to I the grocery store what are you gonna do you can't go oh, ga- we, gas we, up your car we don't we don't uh, well you should be able to gas your car up but uh, what if you so, gotta scan your little number in the little little slot machine at the at the gas station <laughs> the, the, the little Q, Q, it's a Q code yeah the Q code um <laughs> You know, I don't know. We'll see what that day comes. Um, but it just makes me my resolve stronger. You know, it just makes my resolve stronger. I don't, I don't fall to that. So now, my next question to you is: I, discussing what we discussed from Russia and China all the way from the border to First and Second Amendment, nothing safe, like you said. What president do you want in office? As with the good and the bad, with the good and the bad, who do you want in office? Uh, I, listen, I'm. I'm you a- have two choices. What are the two There's choices? There's no one else, Mia. There's no one else. You have two choices, literally. You mean for who's going to run? So basically, who's going to run for my populist uh, people's party? That That's come. Yes. Tulsi well, Gabbard. It, 
she's not running, Mija. She's not running. Yes, she will. As as the populist, as the people's champ party. Yes, she will. How do you know? How do you know? They don't. They haven't identified a candidate. I'm talking about the actual people's party that's in in, that's being formed right now. Mija, that will be Trump. I promise you. No, it won't. They don't want Trump. They view him as a populist. No. And or, or, uh, I'll tell you right now, the actual People's Party will not be having Trump as their fucking candidate. I, I promise you. There will be, listen, listen. I know you're going who, who are your candidates? Who did you party. have in mind? Who are you thinking? You thinking Bernie come over and go to a third party? That'll never happen. So, so this is what the deal is with, with regard to your third party. There will not be a third party. That, that's, well, that's they're trying their damnedest not to have a third party. That's for sure. That, that can't happen because then you're going to split one of the parties. You can't do it. So what you're going to have Ross you're Perot. Have literally two choices. You're going to have Biden, Kamala, and you're going to have Trump, DeSantis. Those are your choices. Who I'm asking you out of those two choices. I'm not voting for either one of them. I'd, I'll vote. I, one, I'm not going to fucking vote. Forget voting. Forget voting. I'm asking you who you prefer. Just Neither. You and I talk same shit, different star. I mean, oh, is it coin God. flip. Yeah, Would you want the same shit? Somebody, same shit. It's the exact same house. shit. Corporate shit. That's you all have, it is. We come in with the people's somebody. party, Miha. We come in. We come in with that that resolve. We come in with the people's party. We're rolling in with Tulsi. We're rolling with yeah. with with, with yeah. Andrew Yang as as the uh, VP, and we come in. That's it. That's all there is to it. If and, Bernie and wants on, if Bernie wants on, we'll we'll let him. But I don't think he has the balls to do it. And, you know, I understand the People's Party. I understand where you're coming from. You want everyone to have health care. You want everyone to have $15 an hour, even, because we can afford it. We want it. 20 Mia. You want the taxes, you want the tax, or whatever. You want the taxes to be uh, uh, socially, uh, the, the social, uh, socioeconomics, you want it to be. 100% tax sense. over a billion yeah. dollars. I, I got it. I got it. And in a perfect world, yeah, of course. But like you just said, corporate America hands and 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 this the the new york stock exchange and all of those guys with the nice ten thousand dollar suits they also have their hand in the cookie jar and they need to get theirs too me so let's just be realistic okay because that faction does exist that entity does exist you're you you want to eliminate it that is impossible you're you're being completely uh um uh, we come in not, uh, we come in all over that face we coming. Oh, man. You're, you're being completely unreasonable. You're in a dream world because that is not going anywhere. That is not Let going me ask anywhere. you this. The Bakers are two games out <laughs> from the eighth seed. <laughs> They're falling quickly, Mija. LeBron's uh, over here yip-yapping, gum-bumping, you know, sounding like he's about to come back. I don't buy it. I think in two game, two more games, you're on the outside looking in. Do you make the playoffs? First of all... Uh, the, you said the Lakers are two games out of the of the eighth seed right now. Two more L's and they'll be in the A seed. Ah, uh, okay. You said they were two games out of the A seed. Out, you're falling quickly. Yes, from the top to the bottom, falling, falling to the falling to the A seed. Here we go, yeah. With with the hypotheticals and all. I mean, your your standards, yeah. Your your wishful thinking. Um. Look. As the, as, the, as the entire world knows, it doesn't matter what seed we are. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'll be completely healthy for the playoffs. So you're, you're going to go in in the first round and play either the Jazz or the Suns, and you're not worried about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm always worried. I'm always worried. 
Right now, we're fifth in the Western Conference. Instead of instead of playing the Pelicans in the first round, or or the I don't know the Kings or the or or, or the, the the fucking Spurs, you'd rather play the Jazz or the or, or the Suns in the first. What do you mean? It doesn't matter what seed you are. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we can play the Jazz. Man, we have factors that help us, man. What? Look at, we have Le- LeBron James. We have Anthony Davis. These are you guys don't have Anthony Davis. That dude ain't here. I haven't seen him play in months. He's going to be here in a couple weeks. Maybe a week. Maybe a week. And he'll go right back out, uh, torn, done for next year. Uh, okay, so more hypotheticals. Okay, got it, Neha. Look, at, look, I understand what you wish and want to happen. But look, the the fact is, the Lakers are a factor, and they're just getting stronger, man. They're, the team is getting. They're literally not getting stronger. They're literally not doing that. There's LeBron no Bron. There's no AD. LeBron and AD will be rested, ready to go, um, and they have a new strong uh, center that puts out numbers, rebounds, points. Oh, uh, he, fifteen points! Wow, yeah, the savior, Kareem. Uh, Jeannie was right. The new Kareem. He's a. She, she she never said that. Yes, that, she did. Uh, yes, that, she did. That hit. No, she, she did. She never said he's the new Kareem. She never said she that. Said, she compared him to Kareem. The signing, Miha. The no, signing. no. The player. <laughs> the signing. Okay? Um, the combination of what they have right now is elite. It's one of the best in the league. The Nets will have their hands full in the final. Uh, maybe the Nets don't make it though. Maybe the 76ers or the Bucks make a run for it. Maybe my Hornets. Maybe my Hornets make a run for it. You know, um, you know when they get uh, Melo back in the rookie of the year. Um, but uh, I'm not worried about the Nuggets. I'm not worried about the Jazz. I'm definitely not worried about the Suns. You're fucking worried. out of your I'm, mind. I'm worried about. I'm worried about the Clippers. You're worried the the, the, the the who the Chippers? Did you call them the Chippers? I'm worried about the Clippers. I'm worried about the Clippers. You got Rondo and you got. Um, uh, the new center. What's you see Rondo last guy? night? Rondo was balling last night. Wait till he gets in the playoffs. Playoffs Rondo is no joke. Playoff Rondo is no joke. No, it, it, look, it, there's a lot of question marks. You can't, you can't definitively say anything yet. Uh, if you do, you're just, you know, you're just the guy in mom's basement trying to uh, make some noise. A.K.A. literally you. Last words. Hey. You got any? I'm done with MLB. Uh, won't be watching any more baseball the rest of the year. Uh, I, I Snowflake. Won't be flying Delta. Won't be flying Delta. Uh, Snowflake. I stopped drinking Coke a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's about it. That's all I've got. Hey, you had good questions today, Mia. I give you a lot of credit. You're starting to come along. I'm glad you're finally starting to listen to my talking points that I've been bringing up. I uh, am the populist movement, Mia. I am this populist movement. I'm you, proud of you. You I'm you buying into that corporate way. greed still? That's you're still over there on your little. Well, it's, it's a reality. The little lapdog. You still the little lapdog doing the biting, the bidding of uh, 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 of the corporate elite. You keep doing that. We're gonna go and fight this populist fight over here, Mia. Tosi. Yang, we rolling. Okay, I want to let you know something about the corporate elite. The corporate elite is the reason why this country is the richest country in the world, okay? No, it's not. You got to have, you have to have corporate elite. A hundred people are rich. The rest aren't. (laughs) And there's a diminishing middle class. We ain't shit, We We ain't shit. We have the most millionaires in the world. We have the most billionaires. What does that do for you and me? Who cares? Why do I give a fuck about how many billionaires we have? What what difference does that make to me? Doesn't. I'll, I'll tell you what. No, means nothing to me. We, we don't have health care. 
We don't have health care. We, we don't have a living. Uh, New Zealand just raised their minimum wage to $20. We got $7, dude. Yeah, New Zealand is a socialist country. Good. A socialist country. Okay. You know what socialist is? You know what so you know who also has socialism, Miha? Corporate America. Cuz they get handouts every single fucking day. Yeah, well, it was it wasn't like They're that. living there like they keep telling you oh, be afraid of socialism. They they are actually living socialism life. They literally have socialism. The rest of us Undercover, yeah. the rest they're of us have to live their their little mottos and their little their all, all that little tough talk they that's what the everyday Americans actually have to live. They don't. They live under socialism. You know why they send they, you know why they send you the money? You know why? They don't Is send it, me do you shit. You think it's because they want to put you think it's because Those they motherfuckers they, they 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 show the top the top 50 billionaires in the US have stole uh, over 55 trillion dollars. They've stole those. <laughs> They've stole those fucking from the ninety from the bottom ninety percent. They've stole their money. That's true. That's why they're there. I didn't believe that. They're not giving me money. They've stolen nothing but money from me. And and, and the government's still paying, bailing those guys out too. Always, Obama did it on his way. Uh, did it in two thousand eight. He did it on his way out. And then we just did it again last year. Five trillion dollars. Couldn't get people shit. Five trillion dollars they give to them. Bailed out well, the air, it, the airlines it, how many times? Five, six it, fucking it, times. If Congress didn't come out with that bill, they would have been deemed uh, uh, unsensitive, insensitive, and uh, not uh, understanding of their people because of the pandemic. The pandemic is actually the that bill had nothing to do with the people. That was that was just an upward transfer of wealth, the greatest that the world has ever seen. That's all that was. I'm going to have to break that down again. I, I, Go look I, at the I, CARES I, Act. That's your homework. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this yeah. specifically next time. Make note. We, I'm, I'm, I'm writing it in right now. We're talking about the CARES Act. Ne- next time, we're going to talk about the CARES Act. All right, man. Hey, listen, All right, don't let's get out of here. My, don't forget about, hey, hold on. Don't forget about my Rams uh, 2021. Ain't shit. Uh, that's good. It's Super Super Bowl year. Six and ten. We got and, them tagged. Uh, th- All right, and the D-Girls, uh, no playoffs for next ten years. Twelve All right, and four. Then I'm out. All right, then. All right. Well, there you have. I mean, goddamn, that was some gum bumping right there, huh? We fucking went in deep on that shit. Uh, hopefully, y'all still with us. Uh, you know, we got went into some deep shit. A lot of bros, uh, bro politics. I'm sure. You know, you fact checkers out there, fact check us. I'm sure we were wrong about a lot of shit, but it is what it is. We just talking. We just we just we just trying to get you involved. We need you uh, to 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 start seeing uh, some of this fuckery that's going on in the world. Go look for yourself. I I I, I implore you guys to, to to get a little more. I, I've never been really into this politics shit, but you know, I, I start getting pissed at the shit I'm seeing, and now I'm starting to understand why things work the way that they work. Um, go look into that CARES Act that we were just talking about. Go look at that shit. That shit's wild. Go check out Jimmy D. Jimmy Dore on, on fucking YouTube. Go check out The Hill, The Rising with, with Sagar and Jetty and uh, Crystal Ball. Uh, Kyle Kalinske's a good one. Go check out some independent news on YouTube. But until then, uh, fuck, man. You, you heard the triple champ back in, in the background all fucking day. He's wilding the fuck out. We're going to go uh, kick the bag and some shit. Um, this is episode 130, homies. Almost pushing two hours on the cast today, homies. I'm going to be back next week. I'm going to holla at y'all then. Until then, Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank, and I'm out. Motherfuckers.
Woke up about an hour late Fuck, I think the power stayed Off a dug a shallow grave Maybe now the sour taste Left behind can now relate Pupils now can dilate I feel it now It's coming how Can I look in your eyes Knowing I just lied to you I told you things would be okay And I would like you to Forgive me cause I'm having doubts And I might have to choose A different route Cause I'm about to slap a motherfucker now I told you once, won't say again, I'm not the one You wanna go and fuck me when there's no place you can run There's no place you can hide tonight, not even where you're from I got the knot, I swear to God, I'll slap a motherfucker now Woke up, wish I never did, now I'm about to catch a bid for life And I know, I'll probably die slow, choking on pride that I won't Swallow and follow the road, traveled and raveled the most Handled to stand up and toast, bottles and followed, I'm ghost Hollow, no sorrow, I'm dope, highs and burger grips The bitch, this is the shit that I'm on Hit the switch and I'm gone Since the lift to the throne Bitch you wish you could zone Man to man you can't withstand You can't handle me homie The fuck you gon' do now It's up to you so choose how World star the proof's out You could be the new found Debo knock the fuck out Make trucks bounce We still ride through like two live crew With a new rival too soon I knew that was too far To park cause you can't walk A block while in my fucking shoes We'll talk shit just got ugly Ooh wee that shit goes hard Believe it's no holds barred I feel it now It's coming how Can I look in your eyes knowing I just lied to you I told you things would be okay and I would like you to Forgive me cause I'm having doubts and I might have to choose A different route cause I'm about to slap a motherfucker now I told you once won't say again I'm not the one You wanna go and fuck me when there's no place you can run There's no place you can hide tonight not even where you're from I got the knot I swear to god I'll slap a motherfucker now Against the ropes, like golly, finally go for broken Oddly made some change, I know I'll probably pay my dues I'm fooling, I'll be out this bitch And up in yours, so fuck you, all these dreams They seem to come alive, but when I reach They run and hide, I bet they plead And wonder why, I never sleep Undisguised, disguise as days that fade to night The moment I show, no, remorse The doors as close as 40 floors to the top Shorty, adore you, but God a switch for Prince to ditch before they bore me with plots, theories, you feel me? I'm not, fleeing the scenes, beating the heater stored in the gut, forsaken surveillance tape, I may have saved and forgot, the break when they knock, fucking I'm taking a shot, cock, take aim with the dot, boxed up, then it's locked, forever, ever, forever, ever, you feel it now, it's coming how? Can I look in your eyes knowing I just lied to you? I told you things would be okay and I would like you to Forgive me cause I'm having doubts and I might have to choose A different route cause I'm about to slap a motherfucker now I told you once, won't say again, I'm not the one You wanna go and fuck me when there's no place you can run There's no place you can hide tonight, not even where you're from I got the knot, I swear to God, I'll slap a motherfucker now You and I both know that you don't want it, you don't ride You gon' see me when you see me, you gon' hide